Hello everyone and welcome back to that one time we read manga where we read the manga so you don't have to, but you still can if you want to. Uh, my name is Tim and a fun fact for me this week is that the fastest train in the world is the Shanghai Maglev with a top speed of 286 miles per hour with passengers. Uh, it's the world's fastest train uh, and is also unique in the fact that it uh, carries passengers on uh, magnetic levitation rails rather than steel wheels. So yeah, China's ahead of us. Dude, that technology is so cool. I love magnets. Oh my god, I would love... Dude, magnets are interesting. They are. Uh, hello everybody, my name is Duncan. My fun fact for the week is that Canada is south of Detroit. Just look at a map. Very cool. <laughs> I think your fun fact should be, you're holding your map upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, hey everybody, my name is John. I love and... this, just no explanation. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just going to let that one go. Alright, uh, so my fun fact for the week is I have a tendency to get into things or discover things later than everybody else on Earth. Um, this week's example is the band Baby Metal. Uh, apparently, they've been around since 2010, um, and to give you an idea of who these fuckers are, is a Japanese, um, kind of like a K-pop band, or like a J-pop band, but it's metal, and it's like these three girls that uh, just kind of dance on stage while like the band is like doing some crazy riffs, and they're dancing and being all cute like Japanese people do, oh they God. like that. Um, wow. Yeah, I looked it, it up. It's been around since 2010, so I imagine they're at their end, uh, just like everything else that I get into by the time I get into that's it. That's hilarious. Um, but I could not go to sleep last night because I was watching baby metal videos. <laughs> you lack discipline. You lack discipline. I'm Nate, and my fun fact is I'm actually going to see Baby Metal and Death Clock next month. What? <laughs> I am seriously, yeah. I bought tickets. Uh, I bought tickets a while ago. I'm excited. That's crazy. That's awesome. You know what's you funny? You gotta tell too? me if they're old now. <laughs> uh, they've switched. They've switched out. Uh, I think one member is switched out. Um, uh, there was uh, apparently some controversy. I don't know. She aged out. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe every five years they switch for a newer, younger crop. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. It's like Korean pop. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so weird because. Uh, Around the time you bought those tickets, and I remember seeing like posters and shit for like Baby Metal and Death Clock. I'm like, I don't know what this band Baby Metal is, but I don't think I like it, <laughs> and I've never heard anything from them. So I oh, they know, I they guess, even but... had their music was a, a Borderlands trailer as well for uh, Tiny Tina. So it, it was great. They're good. Oh, They're... that was them. That was them. That's that was cool. them. Oh, I love that song. They definitely See, have cool. like they definitely have anime opener vibes. Um but like real hardcore anime opener vibes and I would recommend don't listen to them just look them up on YouTube and watch them that's the better experience that's I've never done that can't wait to see it live can't wait to see it live that's awesome uh, well yeah oh yeah uh, so speaking of hardcore anime openers we finished up uh, actually we closed out the Water 7 arc in uh, One Piece this week fellas Yay. and I have a little yeah a little TLDR from that chapter's 349-374. The crew, we still call them the crew, by the way, uh, finds themselves the target of dreaded CP9, the uh, the world government secret spy agency. 
and ultimately discover that Robin's betrayal from the end of the last arc uh, was truly a plot of hers to sacrifice herself to the world government to save the crew from a horror known as a buster call, which is known to wipe islands completely off the map. CP9 somehow got clearance for this, threatened it with the straw hats in order for Robin to give herself up because she's been hunted by the government since she was like eight years old or something like that. We talked about that last time. Um, But the straw hats are completely undeterred by this and still plot to rescue Robin from the government and ultimately save her from herself. Um, During this arc, we also take a look back in time and see how Frankie the Cyborg came to be and what plans he and Iceberg have been keeping safe for their old master Tom from the world government all these years. Uh, That's pretty much all that happened. I guess the last thing was the crew gets on another train to chase down the sea train to... uh, Rescue Robin at uh, an island everyone keeps calling Inus Lobby. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. That's how I've been pronouncing it in my head. I don't know if you guys had any other <laughs> different pronunciations I've, when you read it. <laughs> I've been saying Anise. I don't know. Anise Lobby. That's probably how it's supposed to say it. But in my head, I'm just like, Inus. Because I keep swapping the N and the I. So yeah, Anus Lobby. Anus Lobby. There it is. <laughs> The the gateway to the world government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The that gateway makes so much to sense. the world's colon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say right off the top, I didn't get my Robin. I'm sorry, I didn't really get that yet. Because she's not sorry. Yeah, she said I she's like tell. I'm doing this and you can't stop me. Go away. And they were like, No, we're gonna rescue you. And she's like, No, seriously, knock it off. <laughs> I respect that. I I did think that we were going to get an, a Robin I'm Sorry in here at some point, and she just kept on going. But yeah. she had that inevitable face of that despair face, like, oh, no, my friends actually care. Mm-hmm. Um, get them out of here. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's inevitable. She's coming back. Yeah. It's one of those weird ones, too, where it's like one point I saw where I was initially like she was like, oh, She's going to come back, no problem. Was when it was just her, Sanji, and Sniper King in the... <laughs> Fucking Sniper No, no, it was just her. It was her and Sniper King in the... Uh, yeah, we'll go over Sniper King here in a second for those who aren't ever wanted you. Um, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Sniper King. But it was just her and Sniper King, and he's like, you know, have faith in Luffy and all this stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, she's definitely coming back. And then, like, in the next breath, she... Completely, like, boots uh, Sniper King out of there. CP9 comes in, and she's, like, back on board with them. So, uh, I was like, oh, maybe we're going to have to actually work a little bit harder for this one. Ah. Yeah. I appreciate that it's not going conveniently. Um, yeah, I have my opinions about this arc overall. Um, but I appreciate that, like, it's actually difficult to reel her back in. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely set this up to be like, hey, this, there's a... I, I think I I like this arc so far because there was, there was the whole, like, there's so many things for them to overcome. They have to, they have to get a train. There's, like, so many cars on this train. All this crap is going on at the same time. And my, my reader brain is going like, yes, I have content. There's just so much crap going on. There's all these new <laughs> fighters we've never even seen. And it was just... It was a blast. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I felt too. Overall, I was very pleased with this arc. It was so much fun. And as soon as we finished recording the last episode and I had the ability to continue reading, I took it. And I was done instantly. Because I just I was so excited to keep reading this arc. Instantly? It took me like three fucking hours. Well, no. I mean, like I opened my phone and then closed it. I just absorbed it all that fast. <laughs> dude, Duncan has the ability oh, dude, that's awesome. to play Ultra Instinct reading. He just has to look at it and go, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> that would have made college so much easier. <laughs> I actually made a suction noise. Have fun with that one, Tim. I made a suction noise. It didn't come through on <laughs> on our boys' recording, but uh, it definitely came through on my mic. Oh, good. I didn't hear it a bit. I, was, I didn't hear anything. I can't wait to hear it while I'm editing. I love Nate's Ooh, mystery. it's going to rattle your eardrums. I love Nate's mystery <laughs> sounds that we don't get to hear until later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mystery sounds. It's whatever mystery sound Nate makes, and then whatever John's AC kicks on. Those are the, those are the, those are the sounds I hear the most. Ooh, mystery. Well, a little bit of a little bit of fourth wall there. I mean, I appreciate all the work you do on clearing that out. I still haven't gotten quite a solution. Uh, I need a really long cord for my mic. Just That's turn your AC off while you record, dude. I wish, but apparently my- Dude, that's all that needs to be said. Trust yeah, me. Apparently my house has to be comfortable temperatures. I don't know what that's about. I'd oh, rather just save the money. Pshaw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about your horrible living situation. We are here... Welcome uh, to the Real Estate Podcast, where we can talk about... <laughs> Welcome to the Energy Saver Podcast, where we here to tell you, turn your AC off, especially when you record. Is your house actually building equity? Find out this week on the Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? How to hang habits. I, I will say, I think I think the most important thing to take away from this arc is Luffy has new black pants that he can't fit his lunch in. No nope. Black pants with pockets don't fit his lunch. <laughs> but let's be fair. We only saw him stuffing one piece of meat into his pocket. That could have been like the eighth piece of meat yeah. for all we know. You know what I mean? Like Luffy's lunch is... For lack of a better term, massive. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, I love that it's completely unnecessary that they added that in there, but I appreciate it. Because I don't think there was... I don't know. I mean, there was there was a good amount of comedy stuff in there, but I felt like with the tone at that point, uh, Luffy just... It was just appropriate for him to try and stuff all of his lunch in his pockets, which we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I want to see more. Yeah, we'd love I want to see, see them packing. Every day. Packing meat? <laughs> no, John packing needs meat. A, John wants a packing list. He wants to see how they organize it all. He yeah, wants he wants Luffy meal prep. I want to see I want to see the weight distribution. <laughs> we already saw Luffy meal prep. Just shove it in your pocket. No, I think you want to see <laughs> Luffy pack meat. That uh, you're really trying for that one, aren't really you? Going I will get this joke right. out. Put it really, back really trying, in the book, huh? Duncan. Put it back in the book. He can't fit it in his pocket. <laughs> All right, listeners, on three, laugh. Ha, 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 three. Uh, three. <laughs> oh, it, it, huh? you can't even do your own countdown, right? <laughs> I forgot that I was doing a countdown. You're off the rails this morning. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh. Speaking Ooh. of rails, what did speaking everybody rail, think about like, the Rocket Man? I love the Rocket Big Man fan. train. It is so cool. It's what inspired my fun fact today about the fastest train in the world. Because so the Rocket Man, for those who are unfamiliar, there's the Puffing Tom train, which is just like a normal C train. I say normal. 
Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you can adjust the speed, you know, make stops, like all this stuff. The Rocket Man apparently is broken in a way that the accelerator is glued down and it just instantly accelerates. It goes like zero to 4,000 miles per hour or whatever in the blink of an eye. Like as soon as they hit the rails, they just start accelerating and they never stop. <laughs> in, a, in an attempt to catch the Puffing Tom uh, so they can rescue Robin. And it is a very fun concept. The old lady who was the, uh, I guess, the person at the one stop for the Puffing Tom, she's like the conductor of this thing. And they're like, she's like walking around the train. And like, shouldn't you be controlling this train? She's like, I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> and she takes a shot. <laughs> yeah. She's just drinking yeah, the whole basically. time. So fucked. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, should she be yeah. like you know steering? She's like, nope. I I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> We're in God's hands <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned it in the last episode about the old lady thing. Um, but is, am I the only one disturbed by her face? No. Oh no, um, I'm definitely no, disturbed. Yeah, I don't. And I don't it, like it, her face. It's constantly stuck, and only on like two occasions did it change. Yeah, yeah. And even in the flashback, like when we go through the flashback of the origins of Tom and Iceberg yeah. and Frankie, um, she has like <laughs> she has like the hot body, but her face is still like the old lady face. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on, Oda? What are you doing? That made me chuckle <laughs> when she first popped up. Yeah, I could tell like, that. This arc, Oda was definitely on something with faces because when we go to that dude that can do the ramen kung fu and his face just doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always smiling. He has the beady, like, poked out eyes and stuff. But I love that fight um, because, A, we finally get to use, see Sanji use a weapon. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. uses ki- kitchen knives to cut up the ramen, but not the person because that's not what kitchen knives are for, mm-hmm. everybody. Knife safety in the kitchen is very important. Is. Sanji's here to teach you about it. I'm a big kitchen knife guy. Big yeah, kitchen I, knife I, guy. I agree. Um, I agree with it. Yeah, so he uses it to chop up that dude's ramen suit, but then he kicks his face into shape. Like, the more he beats up this dude's face, the more normal he looks. He was like handsome Squidward. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a handsome Squidward moment where he just, like, beats him into being pretty. I uh-huh. think he calls one of his kicks the plastic surgery kick mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> that was probably uh, one of my favorite moments in this arc was that fight. I agree. Alone. That was really funny. I mean, the whole fight was cool. Like you said, we got to see him see, see Sanji use weapons. Technically. <laughs> Yeah, well, they were tools at that point, I think. Yeah. But I, I did make, I did notice one mistake, um, and I don't know if anybody, any culinary specialties specialists out there, picked this up. But he was using ramen noodles as like weapons, and then, uh, and then uh, Sanji cut it up, and he said, "I've made uh, whatever, like a hundredth of a millimeter thin pasta." That's not possible. Ram, uh, like noodles and pasta are different. They're not the same thing. That mm. might be just a translation issue, though. That- I think it is. I, I think it is. I don't know how how much people in Japan eat spaghetti, but um, <laughs> that's a really know, good question, I, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just is, noticed yeah. that that he cut it up and said he made whatever however thin uh, pasta, and I was like, no. 
I'm going to no, go to yeah. Japan, and then I'm going to try to get as much Italian cuisine as possible. <laughs> it's got to be there. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's an Olive Garden right yeah. next to the McDonald's. <laughs> there is a Red Lobster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me and me and Duncan have referred to it before, but, like, our time in Tokyo, like, there's a surprising amount of, or even in, in, in the other part that we were at, um... Like, there's a lot of not-Japanese food, and it's usually way better than we see it here. Absolutely. Hmm. Like, they do everything better, as far That's as cool. culinary goes. American food in foreign countries is always far superior. Shout-out Jonathan's breakfast. Yeah, and Jonathan. every McDonald's around the world that's not American. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, back to One Piece. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to go over a big <laughs> chunk that um, I feel like I feel like oops. Uh-huh. Oh man. My my computer shut off for a second. Oh wow, that whoa. scared me. Oh my oh, god. Oh that's scary. scary. Why did that happen? Okay. I'm yeah, don't don't switch anything. Okay. Woo! No, we'll cut that out. Um <laughs> Or not. Okay. Or not. Yeah, you can just leave leave me being terrified in actually. Um But uh, okay, so what I want to cover and it's kinda going to be a little wordy. But I want to I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the fact that so Tom, the notorious shipbuilder, was going to be executed because yep. he helped Gold D. Roger, and he that and then he had Iceberg and Frankie as basically the uh, what would you call those prodigies? I guess the, his little young prodigies, I suppose. His apprentice. Didn't they call him Tom's Workers or something? Tom's yeah, that, Workers. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the that was the company, but they were like his apprentices. You know how like uh, Smithy will have like the master smither and then the apprentice learning. Tom's managers. Nope. <laughs> Tom is the manager. <laughs> Tom's boys. I am the manager. Tom's Tom. assistant regional manager. There it is. All right. Tom. There it is. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, hit the nail on the ship. Um, I. Ah. I like uh that story was that story was actually pretty good and I the fact that the government came and was going to basically overturn his um he was going to be executed essentially and then he said no I can bring this I can bring Water 7 back on the map I'm going to build a sea train Yep. And then the government came back and was just like, oh, well, he was not going to be executed anymore for his crimes, but he's still a criminal, so I'm going to frame him. And they, if Frankie built all of those amazing, like, military ships, basically, and then uh, they just used them all to fucking blow the city to pieces. And I'm like, well, government's a piece of shit. All right. Uh, no no surprise the there. It wasn't even the city that they were firing at. It was the judicial ship of the government. So it was the government firing oh, that's what it was. I'm on sorry. the government, framing um, Tom. And, like, the main government, like, the judicial ship people were all on board with this. Like, yeah, you you know, you built the sea train. You saved that. You saved the town. Uh, it's been ten years. You've more than repaid your crimes. Because, ultimately, what was the crime? He didn't even purposely help Goldie Roger. He... Just built the ship, and then Goldie Roger probably like either hired him to build a ship before he was the Pirate King, or he just built the ship, and then Goldie Roger came by and was like, "Hey, that's a nice ship. Let me buy it off you." 
and and then that was it. But because you know they were so pirates were so hated by the time that Roger died, uh, anybody who helped him in any way, so the per- person who you know sewn his sails, built his ship, uh, gave him directions once to an Arby's, like yeah. they, they all got executed. <laughs> like an it was, Arby's, it was bad. Yeah, hey, but um, um. <laughs> Sounds to me like a military-industrial complex they got going. It really does. Yeah, kinda. kinda. We don't. Uh, Russia doesn't attack us for the F-16s that Lockheed Martin made that went to uh, Ukraine. Right. That's true. They Ooh. haven't. Yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yet. They haven't attacked us because of that. That was a real stretch right there. There's going to be like three people. And they were like, "Yeah, you're fucking right." Yeah. I think yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. sitting right here. Oh. <laughs> all three of them. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Lockheed uh, Martin doesn't make the F-16. I was taking a stretch there. I don't know who made it. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter right now. Uh, what <laughs> we I was don't have time. Was, uh, Span Dam, who was the leader of... <laughs> That's a bad look. Seat. <laughs> I'll let you guys look that one up on your own. Okay. Um what was I saying? Spandam, the leader of CP5. So it turns out there's multiple CPs within the world government. CP5 wanted the plans, quote-unquote, the blueprints or whatever, for um, the, what was it, the Poseidon? Was that it? Or the P- Pluton? But Pl- Pluton. Pluton. Yeah. The, the supermassive ultra ship that's supposed to be like a world destroyer. And they're like, well, if the shipwrights have it, they could build it. And it's one of those like mutually assured destruction things of like, well, the, if you know the government should have it because we know we won't do anything with it, and then obviously the shipwrights are like, yeah, you people are the last people who should ever have this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't really uh, the the idea that a government wants a super weapon, um, not not a good look, not a good look, um, and that's yeah, why this is a fantasy them. world because. In this fantasy world, they could actually stop the government from having a super weapon. In our world, every government has a super weapon. <laughs> That's true. And a lot of them. And a lot of them. And a lot of them. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say there. Shit. Um, no uh, idea. Yeah. That, that, that's. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, so they've talked about the Pluton a lot recently. Uh, we still haven't seen Pluton. Um I feel like that's gonna be coming pretty soon. I, I like I know we're very far from the end of the manga itself, but I mean it's been what three arcs that we've constantly been talking about Pluton. I feel like there's gonna be some big problem coming up very soon. I, I mean, think well, no, wasn't the, it's a warship. Wasn't right? the one? It's yeah, it's a warship. Okay. Um, wasn't the one that? Um, I thought it was a gun. At, no, no. <laughs> Pluton's a uh, Pluton is a uh, warship. That's that's why Tom has it. It's a ship blueprint. My, I think my that qu- the crew's gonna have it. I was my question is what Ooh. has stopped them from? I mean, I like we kind of already got the like, oh, I don't want to build it because the world isn't ready for this kind of technology or whatever. But I think when he hands the plans, when Iceberg hands the plans to Frankie and is like, hey, you know, take care of these. He's like, what makes you think I'm not gonna build this like tomorrow? And he's like, I know you won't because it would be like irresponsible. He's like, then you would have learned nothing from, you know, when when your ships just you know got Tom executed mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it was wild, yeah. And, and 
I, but what I was going to say before is I'm pretty sure the, the, the super weapon we were talking about two arcs ago in, in reference to what John said was Poseidon. Now we're talking about Pluton. Mm-hmm. So there's multiple super weapons. Um, hmm, which doesn't surprise Poseidon, me. Which, no, no, it shouldn't at all. But we don't know what Poseidon is. We just know Robin was looking for it on the Poneglyphs. Or no, Crocodile was using Robin to look for it on the Poneglyphs. And then Pluton is this battleship, this mythical battleship. But um, who's to say that maybe that was already Roger's ship? Who knows? I would love to see. I'm pretty sure I know what Poseidon's going to be. Yeah, that that would be really cool. Yeah, I, I, I think Poseidon might show up, but I, I think that is definitely a tsunami creator. That would make sense. Yeah, like artificial... Right artificial tsunamis that if the government controlled it could just be like huh that island's rebelling oh no a natural quote unquote disaster <laughs> goodbye Ooh. how inconvenient oh, this country's gone oh wow that rebelling country got wiped out by a category 7 tsunami we've never seen that before oops yeah no that <laughs> makes a lot of freaking sense uh, Whoops. write that prediction down John it might come back <laughs> Might come back. We all some... know I have a great memory, so I'll remember it. <laughs> you for forgot sure the time. word for panel. A and, couple episodes. Yep. Uh, art. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Art. <laughs> <laughs> square art. Square art. Yeah. Though. Square art. Squirt. I'm just Squirt. excited for uh, the the Pluton because I really want to see what it looks like. Oda's shipbuilding arcs. Arcs? No. Arts. God damn it! Now you got me fucking up. <laughs> Ship art is just awesome, and I love looking at it. Yeah. I wish that we spent more time on the, the ships. The shark, yes. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ship art. Shark. Yeah, of course. Right. I actually have some shark up on my wall right now. Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, Hold on no. a second. Wait a minute. I regret calling it that. <laughs> Because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but basically every time we get a new ship, I am super hyped for it. And they always look so oh, fucking yeah, you cool. Are. Yeah. Do you guys think we're getting the Mary Bro back, or do you think we're getting a new ship? I have a theory about that. I think that it. they're going to put the Mary Go on a ship. Oh. It's just going to be like a ship on top of a ship. That- because <laughs> no one's going to want to get rid of it, so they're just going to quote-unquote keep it. That'd be funny. I interesting. I have a theory as Very well. Very interesting. My I'm theorizing that they'll t- they'll keep the uh, the headpiece. I think there's a specific word for it. Yeah, and then just figurehead. Yeah, the figurehead. They'll put the figurehead on a different ship. So it's like they were still keeping the spirit of the Mary Go alive. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what comes up next. Because even um, we had a we had a nice interaction between uh, Frankie and Usopp. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, he's like, so what do you plan? And like Frankie says to Usopp, he's like, so what do you plan to do with that ship? He's like, oh, I'm going to fix it up. I'm going to sail it around. And Frankie, like, punches him. He's like, you're an idiot. This ship isn't going anywhere. Like, that, no, this ship is done. Dunzo. He's like, I was asking if you were going to burn it, sink it, slag it. Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, no, it's still saleable. He's like, dude, no, it's not. Like, everybody is telling Usopp, like, this ship is unsavable. That whole interaction um, between Usopp yeah. and and Frankie was amazing. Their their interaction yeah, they're, they're was very fun. just it was hilarious the whole time. Yeah. 
I like I like Frankie. He's a good character. Or Cuddy Flem, as how CP9 found out about him. But um, he's just Frankie. Uh, he's he's a super cool character. I, I enjoy his interactions with the whole crew. Even when uh, uh, he meets up with uh, Sanji to uh, go rescue Robin, he's like... Uh, their interaction between the two of them is very fun. <laughs> he's... Um, Actually, I, I wanted to get to uh, the fight Frankie has with that uh, rookie CP9 guy. The um, uh, what was it? He was like a sea otter or something like that. Oh yeah, I thought he was a cat. It was like a cat, but like it, the sea cat. I don't know. But he's like getting beat up and stuff because the guy figured out that Frankie's weakness is his back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, get ready for my ultimate technique." And he just lays down. <laughs> that, was, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> he lays flat on the train. He goes, now you can't hurt me. Was that the same he, fight? I think he says something along the lines of, I'm invincible now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was that the same fight when he did the centaur transformation? Or is that a different yes. one? Yes. That, that made me laugh no, that so was a centaur. <laughs> centaur was top yeah. tier. Dude, <laughs> the, the centaur part, he got it backwards. So he like, so Frankie's a cyborg, right? And he splits his legs in half, and he's like centaur mode. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna look cool. But his his legs jutted out to the front, so his torso is on like the back of his four legs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that looks disturbing as all hell. <laughs> I just <laughs> so funny. I just think that that's so like. Of course, that had to happen though, because he said he couldn't do anything with his back. He couldn't make any modifications. So yeah, move the centaur to the front. Because yeah. it can't go back. <laughs> of course. That is, that is a good point. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, actually, to, uh, since we're on the topic of Frankie, I thought the um, uh, the, the origin of how he became a cyborg, didn't he? He got run over by the, by the train, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I he don't got, remember. I think I, I don't I don't remember either. I'm glad somebody answered. I don't this. I don't think that I don't think we know yet. It was no I I'm I'm pretty sure no, him and yeah, the frog he, were trying to stop the train because they were upset that uh, the world government ended yeah, up killing were, Tom. Yeah, they were going after CP5 oh, yeah. and Spandam yeah. or Spandex or whatever. And yeah, he he they ended up getting run over by the train, and that's when that's the day the frog started fighting the train every time it came by. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Frankie got so completely much. flattened. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it makes sense too because he's like, he says, you know, I couldn't reach my back, but also his front just got completely demolished. Like his whole front was completely screwed up. So the, the front was the only part that really needed saving. <laughs> and also, like how. Picture this, guys. You just got run over by a train, and you're somehow still alive. And you have the wherewithal and the mental capacity to make yourself into a cyborg. I don't know how the hell you even do that. <laughs> I would have just done it already. Man, if I had the wherewithal, I would be a cyborg yesterday. Right? Yeah, if I had the ability, I'd be a cyborg already. But Frankie didn't have the wherewithal. He liked be- you know, I assume he liked being a person. And then he just wound up on Scrap Heap Island after getting slaughtered by a train and was like, you know what? I could do something with this so I don't die and bleed out. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome backstory. Oh, yeah. It was badass. Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you guys. We had another instance of we're building up towards, you know, 
tension and, and like some kind of resolution and then we cut to flashback and we stay in that flashback that happened to For us too on, long i'll say that happened to us on sky island and clearly john has the same idea like the same feelings about it but did anybody else feel like this one was more necessary or were they also kind of like yeah i don't really care i thought that this one was more necessary i have to agree uh with that statement purely because there was a lot of stuff that was going on that we only kind of had reference to. Whereas in Skypea, I felt like it wasn't as necessary. It didn't need to be that long. It was just way too much information. Could have been shortened. And I thought that the the, ba- the really long backstory that we got in this arc was more necessary. A little bit more concise. Not terribly more concise, but a little bit more. And overall was necessary in the means of explaining what needed to be explained without going into too much detail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we didn't have to see tom's growing up right yeah we just had to see frankie in theirs yeah 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 Nate. i think it was good um i think it was <clears throat> excuse me i think the way it was told was pretty good like spark notes wise it was like here's these people this is what happened it, I, it was you know we needed a little bit to stay in there but um yeah, it, it definitely got the point across. I I like that we also, it's not just about, you know, Frankie and Iceberg and Tom, but we also got reference to how the government's kind of jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I like that it, it was definitely a little bit of world building along with answering some questions that I had. I don't have the exact number of chapters that it took up, but I feel like it was about half of the one in Skypea. So one in Skypea was 20 or 30 chapters by itself. The one I in Skypea was, was like It was close to like chapters. 8. And this one was, yeah, closer to 8. 8 to 10. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite panels actually comes from the flashback. And that, I think that's when uh, Frankie's battleships are being turned against the judicial ship. And all of a sudden, Tom turns around and he goes, Is it pirates or the government? And I'm like, eh, It's hard to tell nowadays, isn't it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them will fuck you up real quick. Also, we haven't stated yet this yet, but Tom is a fish person. Yeah, Tom's a uh, sea cow fish person or something like that, like a uh, or like a bullhorn. Fit. Ah, fuck, something. I forget the exact species he is, but he was massive. Yeah, Tom was. Uh, uh, let me hold on. Let me. <laughs> but he was massive. Whatever he was. <laughs> yeah. Was, just just name a name an animal and a fish, and there's likely a fish that's named that. There's a lot of fish out there, so you're probably right. Hold on, <laughs> let me take a look at him here. He was a longhorned cowfish. Fish man. That's probably a real thing. It probably is. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say right now. And he's nine, f- <laughs> and he's nine foot eight. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty small fish That's person. a pretty solid dunkability score. That's a yeah, big but how yeah, wide was that guy? And yes, the longhorn cowfish is real, and it is very silly. Oh, I gotta look it up now. Oh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta look that up. Hold on. <laughs> we'll put a, uh, um, but we'll like, put a picture up. He was a pretty notable fish person too. I mean, we have we've only encountered so many, but he seemed to be kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was pretty I mean, cool. Fish is yeah, crazy. he was a cool dude. Everybody loved him. The fish is insane, by the way. It is. Um, it looks super silly. It put a beard on it. Looks just like Tom. It does. It does. <laughs> but it, it was a big deal just because he built Gold Roger's ship. And granted, we haven't seen Goldie Roger's ship yet. But like, 
the big deal they're making about it, other than the fact that he was the pirate king and they're assassin, they're you know the government's killing everybody who had anything to do with him. Um, but but you have to imagine it's probably a really cool ship because we haven't seen Tom build anything else other than the sea train. So if he can do that, what kind of ship did he build? Oh yeah, Hold yeah, I can't on. wait to see. Hold on, they they said that uh, Tom built a ship for Goldie Roger, right? Yep. What if Pluton, one version of Pluton existed, and that was the ship that Goldie Roger had? Oh. I said that like 15 minutes ago. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it was. Okay, very I think well. it was probably a prototype because I wasn't under the impression that he ever manufactured a, a Pluton in its entirety. I mean, maybe not, but I feel like that's a thing that would probably I, show up. I also yeah. kind of feel like. And this is this is me trying to be as spoiler free as possible, but I also kind of feel like if Tom's as good a shipwright as everyone says he is, why would he only half ass a blueprint? Like if he had a blueprint for a ship and he's as good a shipwright as everyone thinks he is, wouldn't he just follow it to the T to I make it like a good ship? I, I have a reason why he wouldn't do that, is because the same thing he told Frankie. It's the repercussions of what you just built. Yeah, it to take responsibility for what you create, but what you put into this world. Right, but like yeah. it, that's that's why I think I don't think he would do anything with the Pluton because if it's as powerful a ship as everyone's saying, then any part of it being like in existence would be devastating, and he would have to take responsibility for that. Yeah. Like he, okay, I see what you're saying. I don't know, I, but again, I could be wrong. Um, we haven't seen you could be. We haven't seen what Roger's ship is yet, uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Maybe we won't until chapter 1,025. I don't know. I'm just saying. Jeez. Um, <laughs> 1,025. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to look up what does happen in chapter 1,025 to see if I'm right. <laughs> Yeah, and somebody out there screaming like it was the the fucking thing with the 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 stampede and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine either way. Yeah, <laughs> Um, by the way, I know that word that I just said is significant. I don't know what it means. Stampede, legitimately, I have no stampede. Uh, I I know what the definition of a stampede is. Yeah, it's just the name of a movie. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> So, um, go ahead, Nate. Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, if we were done with the flashback part, um, I was going to reference the next point where uh, Sanji got on the ship with, uh, on the, on the uh, excuse me, the sea train with Frankie was there, Nico Robin was there, and Sanji was going to get them back, but he, he wrote a message for Nami telling Telling the crew that uh, yeah. they were on the sea train. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sanji's uh, Sanji's letter. She's like, "How did you find it?" And it's all painted in big ass letters across the wall. <laughs> Nami, Nami exactly. my love, read this, and it says, "If you're not Nami, leave it alone." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it says, "Don't read it, you idiot." <laughs> Oh man, I love I love Sanji so much. He's he's evolved into one of my favorite characters, if not my yeah. favorite overall. Definitely Big my favorite Sanji of the Straw- fan. Yeah, definitely favorite of the Straw Hats. I've, I've, um, yeah. Since we're talking about favorite characters, I wanted to touch on. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but I wanted to touch on Usopp's transformation a little bit. 
Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you mean his friend, Sniper King? Yeah, the introduction of our brand new character, Sniper King. <laughs> the whole That's new right. member of the crew, yeah. by the way. Well, he seems to be more of like an uh, independent guy. I mean, yeah, he's not part of the crew. He's he's Usopp's friend that went, you know, Usopp's like, I would love to get, help you guys, you know, get Robin back. But I said I was done with this crew. I'm done with this ship. I'm not following Luffy anymore. But I know someone who can help. And then he calls up uh, Sniper King, who just happens to be in mm-hmm. town for the weekend. <laughs> I, I respect uh, that he has stuck to his guns enough to, to go through this whole inviting his friend thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, yeah, the bit's, you know, the bit is, it's it's Usopp in a mask. Yeah. Um, with his nose poking through it. Like, he can clearly tell it's Usopp. Uh, but he, yeah, he's sticking to his guns as Usopp, being like, no, I said I was done, I'm not helping. But he still, like, likes Robin enough to want to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts on this persona of the Sniper King. <laughs> One of my favorite moments is when Sanji and Frankie are devising a plan on top of the train to um, figure out, like, okay, there's there's this many guys in the um, in this car and this many guys in this car, and then uh, Sniper King, Usopp asks Sniper King, he's like, "Don't you guys have any questions for me? You know, since we've never met, like mm-hmm. where Sniper Island mm-hmm. is." And then they just kind of keep talking over him, and then in the corner, he's just like, the answer is, it's in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much everything about Sniper King made me chuckle a little bit, just because it's it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Everything about him. Yeah. Yeah, the whole idea of Sniper King is is super funny. Um, But again, it's, you know, it, it is kind of a nice, like, Usopp sticking to his guns, but wanting to help out kind of deal. Yeah. And who knows? Uh, maybe maybe he'll just join as Sniper King since Usopp said he was done with that crew. Maybe he'll never. Maybe Usopp will never join again. But Sniper King will be with us forever. Is, <laughs> is anybody else getting I, the inkling that Frankie might join the crew? Uh, I don't know. Mm, who knows? I feel like his place might be at Water Seven. But uh, yeah, wait, why'd you say it like that? Why say it like what? <laughs> what? What? Nate was like, hmm, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I know, but I don't know. I was thinking about uh, Polly joining the crew, because Luffy really likes Polly, the rope guy. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you reminded me, because I didn't remember who I forgot about was. him, too. Yeah, they, they, were, they were both chained to the floor together yeah. uh, when they first fought CP9, and yeah. Polly was one of the original uh, Galila shipwright guys, and uh, Luffy and him fought a little bit, which is kind of how Luffy gets everybody to join his side, is he fights them first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been leaning towards Pauly. I like Frankie. I think he's a really cool character, but I don't think he's going to leave Water 7, uh, especially now that Iceberg is allegedly dead. <laughs> that confirms it. All right, Frankie's coming. It's a, it's a misdirection. It's a misdirection. Because you're trying to mislead us. I'm not trying to please anybody. <laughs> I don't trust you, Tim. <laughs> I was agreeing with you. You said, I don't think Frankie's going to leave Water 7. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, but now I changed my mind. <laughs> at, at this point, you it could be either one. Much. I, I've been swayed. You can't just... You just can't let me have any kind of discussion on this, apparently, because you guys just read too much into everything I said. Yeah. That's um, what I do. That's John. No, I like Frankie a lot, though. I, I, I like Frankie a lot. I don't know what... Per- I mean, I guess uh, having a... Uh, 
a mechanized body is pretty beneficial. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the roles that they need to fill on the ship right Carpenter. now. What um, does Frankie do for a living? He's a ship. Yeah. Oh my right. god. Whoa. Guess what they don't yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, what's have, good job s- could a shipwright do on a cruise ship? But well, they have Sniper Bro, and apparently he's good at just tinkering around for a while. So yeah, that's I what like they said. It. Like, yeah, Usopp's repairs are shoddy at best. Like it was I enough like to when, get them to the next island, but that's it. <laughs> they're on that one ship, and they're trying to like uh, put boards uh, on the sea train door, and then Frankie just looks at uh, <laughs> at Usopp, and he's just like. Ah, you're pretty crappy with a hammer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's now we realize that like Usopp's repairs throughout the whole like first bit of their adventure, like repairing the merry-go and all this stuff, um, it, it's like it's shoddy at best. Yeah. You know, like it, there's nothing he could do, especially about the keel being damaged yeah. as it is, the main support beam of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's bad to go. Yeah, that that really sucks. So. You know, he could, the shoddy repair, if a, if a master shipwright says, I can't fix it, there should be no reason Usopp could believe he could fix it either. Yeah, for anybody that's not experienced on a boat, if the keel goes out in any way, whether or not it's malleable or it just breaks, uh, that's a bad day for you. Yeah, that ship's um, going down. <laughs> yeah, not a good day. Uh, I wanted to hit on the... Uh, like, they kind of just threw it in there. Like, the whole boat spirit. I don't remember his name, but... Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, they, they said that, like, there was a, fit, there was a uh, visible uh, incantation or representation of the boat spirit that has been protecting them and, like, keeping the boat afloat for as long as it has. And yeah. I was like, That's a real fucking weird thing. That, that was pretty It's weird. called a... It's a clubalterman. Club Balterman. Yeah. Some weird K-L-A- Yeah, K L A B A U T E R M A N N. Club Balterman. Uh, and yeah, it's. Now say it really angrily. Club Balterman! Yep. Yeah, it's yep, German. It's definitely German. No, I mean, it's for it's, sure. It's German. very German. <laughs> I can almost hear my grandpa yelling that at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's said to be like a water spirit that dwells in ships. Uh, it's an incarnation of the ship's spirit that, you know, if, if it's being well-loved and cared for, that the ship, it, it'll, like, manifest on the ship. It's a way for, like, the ship to say, like, thanks for taking such good care of me. Usopp knows he saw what we saw. it. We saw him see it on Sky Island. Um, and he was like, wait, there's no one on the ship. What's going on? And that was, like, that was supposed to be, like, the first hint that, like, oh, the the the, the merry go is is done. Like it, this is it giving its last little like. I'll get you to the next island, but only because. Well, it didn't even do that. It got into the next two islands because the first island they stopped that was that freaking long ring long uh, island. <laughs> <laughs> and the ship was like, I'm not stopping here. We're going to the next one. <laughs> oh. I was curious, so I looked up Cloud Bowderman outside of the One Piece universe, and it's exactly what one piece described it as like it's a real thing not i mean obviously it's not like a real thing but it's a real idea in in actual sailing uh spirits oh cool yeah oh so this is not an oda invention this is actually one of those yeah this is one of those things that he pulled from real-time sailor lore yeah exactly it's a pirate thing it's like a real pirate sailor thing yeah yeah that's pretty it's a water kobold that assists sailors and fishermen on the baltic and north seas in their duties yeah 
Yeah, so that's why it felt a little out of place because it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> exactly. Really exists. Yes. Yeah. His image in the real world, his image is of a small sailor in yellow with a tobacco pipe and woolen sailor's cap, often carrying a caulking hammer. Huh. I think that's and neat. They're oh, apparently symbols of good luck. Yeah. I've seen oh, that referenced in so many different things. Holy yeah. crap. Actually, do you know the game uh, Little Nightmares, Nate, or anybody? No. No, <laughs> no I don't. Oh, it's a, it, it's, it's a horror game, but you're like this little, like, almost fairy-looking thing in like a yellow raincoat running through a ship. Oh, not oh, to get oh, spotted. Oh. So I have seen the um, I've seen clips of that. It looks really good. It, I yeah. saw like the butcher area. Yeah, that makes me think of the Club Alterman. At least a, a, an image, you know, type of it. Because yeah, it's not exactly, but yeah, it's like oh, that explains why you're so small and everything else in that game is so big. I'm actually reminded of the um, the sailor in the very beginning of Hunter Hunter that was bringing them to the exam, but mm. said the exam has already started. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was kind of like that. A little bit, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, nice little reference. Oh, my God. Did that guy not exist? No, okay. <laughs> no, no. Here we go. <laughs> Ichigo's dad is dead. That, the dad is already on the ship in Hunter Hunter. Yep, yep. The, ship, <laughs> the, the, the whole ship crashed in the ocean, and they're all dead, and Hunter Hunter's just a coma. <laughs> Everyone's coma a dream. ghost, and one piece isn't real. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Way to spoil the entire uh, series for us. God damn. <laughs> well, listen, I I read to chapter two thousand and uh, what? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you guys are slow. Um, How did you get nine hundred extra chapters in the rest of the world? Oda's being, his neighbor. I'm Oda's best friend, dude. I already oh. know the end. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, what I was gonna say was I I like that um, after they had that little meeting of what they were going to do to uh, take out everybody on the sea train that they just like knocked on the door and the enemy opened it up and they were like oh it's them get them they slammed the door and then they cut their cars off so they're just not on the train anymore what yes. an easy way to just get rid of a bunch of people yeah yeah that was brilliant and then and then the rocket man's coming up at it and they're like oh my god we're gonna crash because they can't stop the rocket man and you can't just move train cars until, what was it, Zoro just slices the train cars in half. <laughs> which was awesome. That was a great and, panel. Which is super cool. But, and then you can keep... Oh, oh, God. No, go ahead. Sorry. All right, you can keep talking about my bloodlust, but how the fuck did it not kill somebody? Because Zoro's that You're, good of a swordsman. He just wanted to cut man. the train cars. Yeah. <laughs> man. Remember, I like he, the, could, man. he could cut whatever he wants. And he Everyone only wanted to tra- cut the train cars. Everyone in that mm-hmm. panel, when the train car got cut, they were, like, standing as straight as possible, just facing the middle of the train car, like, whoa! We whoa! just dodged that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then there's that massive wave coming towards the Rocket Man, and they're gonna crash headlong into it, so Luffy and Zoro climb on top of the Rocket Man, and I love the exchange, because uh, Zoro has the 108-pound... Technique the 108 pound, and I can't I can't think is it the Phoenix or something like that? Uh, hold on, let me so. look. At, yeah, but then <laughs> Luffy's like they're about to uh, do it, and Luffy's like, "Hey, what's two times 108?" And Zoro says, uh, "216." And Luffy says, "Geez, that's awful. That's an awful mouthful." 
And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, all right, we'll just call it 300. <laughs> and then they do the 300-pound Phoenix or whatever. But I just I thought that was ex- it was a funny exchange. Like Luffy's trying to be like come up with names for Zoro's techniques because yeah. <laughs> he does. You know, Luffy has technique names for all his techniques. Well, yeah, you got to name your punches. Otherwise, it's not as effective. It's not nearly as effective. Otherwise, it's just a punch, and that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was recently watching um, a little off topic, but I was watching an anime, and there was like. They did this dual combined attack, and then the one, the one person said the name of it, and the other person just goes, "Yeah, I don't remember ever naming this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Everything uh, has to have a name. Everything has a name. Everything has to have a name. And so, yeah, we kind of end this arc without a ton of resolution um and the reason being is that water seven is kind of an incomplete arc in itself because it leads directly into the next arc that we're going to start reading if if oda had the uh writing uh what am i trying to say foresight today like it, yeah, I guess in the in the year 2023, Oda is not afraid to write arcs that last well over 100 chapters. And if he had that same kind of fearlessness back when these chapters were coming out, they would have been one long arc spanning 107 chapters. It would have been the first arc to be over 100 chapters. But he didn't have the, I guess, bravery to do it back then, which I don't know exactly when these came out, but... Um, Oh, yeah, I know. Back, that, back then. Oh, when? December 20th, 2004 to July 16th, 2005. Wow. That Ow. was just the Water 7 arc yep. that came out? Well, no. The the chapters that we read for this episode. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Half an arc took seven, seven months. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, yeah. If he had the bravery back then in 2004 through 2005... He would have combined this arc with the next arc and made it the first one over 100 chapters. But he didn't. Uh, It's going to be a while before we hit a 100-chapter arc. But this could have been it because these two arcs go together so, like, perfectly. Like, I guess you could technically say Water 7 as an arc is over because we left Water 7 and we're moving That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You could, but the, the events of these arcs are so intertwined like you can't have one without the other so i feel like they could have just been one big arc but i'm not the mangaka that's oda but um still i feel like this could have been this could have been it well what defines an arc don't worry it's crazy that we're going from one island to another and it's like not even on a normal their normal ship it's just right. it's just so weird because it's like yeah they did leave that island they are going to another one but like the ship is just behind it's crazy to me that brings yeah. up a good yeah. point how so they're gonna get to what was it Anus Valley no Annie's <laughs> yep. Annie's lobby yeah <laughs> so nope they're gonna get to Annie's lobby that's it and I'm sure eventually through the power of friendship achieve what they're out to do but then they have to leave and I'm curious to see how they yeah. do that. They're either gonna have to. Well, the train goes back. back to Water Seven. Well, they could steal. <laughs> that's. They could a good steal point. a ship too, though. That's also an option. 
Dude. Mm. What if that's their new ship? They just fucking steal a government ship. That would be dope. And that's their, new, that's well, their ship forever. <laughs> well, going back to Nami as the navigator, I mean, the uh, eternal pose or log yeah. pose, uh-huh. um, is it going to be able to point them back to the island that they already were at? Like, can they go get the merry, the merry go? Oh, and that's... That's what I'm thinking, too. Like, remember, the train, you don't need a log pose for the train. And the train can just go back. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Um, I, I think that's what happens, but I... Okay. I what is this, Metroid? We don't backtrack. <laughs> I think they should just steal a government ship and move on. I, I might be remembering incorrectly, but wasn't the Mary Goes Sank? Uh, wasn't the Mary Goes Sank? No, uh... Yeah. CP9 dropped it out of the dry dock. Sunk? And it was when the uh, the Agua Laguna was on its way, so Frankie said the ship was as good as gone. Right. But we never actually got any confirmation about that, so... Okay, so it's still alive. It, didn't, it wasn't destroyed on screen, so it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, just like people getting killed in this fucking yeah. manga. If you didn't see them definitively dead, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Even when Tom got shot, they were like, he's just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some guy in the crowd, he's just sleeping, shoot him again. <laughs> oh my god. I just, I hate, last uh, last thing I want to bring up about the flashback with Tom, I, and this has been bugging me, is I, I hate how quickly the town turns on him. As soon as, like, those ships start firing, they're like, What? Tom, how could... We trusted you. And I'm like, obviously not that much if you guys are willing to throw away the last <laughs> ten years and just convict them all over again. Like, fuck off. These people are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> it is the general public we're talking realistic. about. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hate that in any show where it's just like... I spent the last 10 years, re, you know, redeeming myself in these people's eyes. They're like, great. And the first time something goes wrong, they're like, we trusted you. Like, obviously not that much. <laughs> that is believable, though. That kind of shit happens in real life all the time. You do great your entire life and then make one tiny mistake and the entire general public turns on you. Hater's going to say it's seven. Yeah. I mean, it probably <laughs> is. I love that song, by the way. Hey. Sabotage. I have the another Boy question. <laughs> I have another answer. How did everyone feel whenever Usopp met up with Nico Robin there near the end? And as Sea King, he says, "Have faith in Luffy." How'd that make uh, everybody feel? Because it definitely, it definitely tugged on my heartstrings. I yeah. won't lie. I, it was the first thing uh, so far that actually affected her, and you could see that in the. Uh, in the panel. See, I remember the word mm-hmm. there. Hey. Um, it, it was the first thing that affected her because she was very determined. And I think her determination is, like, to die. To make everything more, like, it, to make everything work out. Because, like, she's been constantly told, like, for the last 20 years that, like, if she's going to, if if she dies, it'll be better for the world. Um, which, which is just wow, a fucked up uh, thing to say to an eight year old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like imagine if you were told that the fucking for twenty years, that would kind of suck. Yeah, you'd start to um, believe it. I think after fifteen, after probably three. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was definitely some transformation happening there, and I guess to answer your question. Um, yes, my heartstrings were tugged. Especially because it was right as he was about to get kicked in the face by Bluno again. 
he's like already bleeding his mask is starting to crack and he's just like as a last ditch like as he's about to get kicked in the face he like grabs Robin by the shoulders and he's like have faith in Luffy if it's the last thing you do and then Blue Note just absolutely crushes him yeah that was a crazy kick Damn. too you could see the it almost looked like his skull was getting crushed between the mask his mask and the back of his head and blood just squirted yeah. out of the sides which was surprisingly graphic for one piece that well that's the thing we're gonna start i think this is the one of the like arcs where it's like it does start to get pretty graphic and violent at least when it comes to the blood like there's gonna be a lot more blood coming up the cp9 um, guys have been super ruthless on screen too like just straight up killing people oh, yeah. they killed that fucking sea otter guy after he lost to frankie yeah that was crazy and then he's like send a send a message to our commander the new guy needed work or something like that yeah. and, and they just killed him yeah and uh actually that's the other thing what did you guys think of the twist who the commander of cp9 is i guess it's not a twist but it was a reveal um oh that it was that it was the old guy uh from the tom flashback yeah spam damn spam da- yeah <clears throat> spam yeah. Yes, yeah, Spam. Mr. Spam. Mr. Spam. And now he's wearing a hip, cool mask because his nose was like purple for some reason. Yeah, now I think he's that a means gimp. He was an, al- he was an <laughs> alcoholic. Now, actually, <laughs> yes, it looks like a gimp mask, but it's actually a reference to uh, um, the wrestler Mick Foley's personality, uh, Mankind. It's the same mask. That's hilarious. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's one you of Mick Foley's. Mankind. We love Mankind. Mankind is perfect but yeah yeah if any if there's anybody who knows like old school wrestling that's a that's a mankind mask reference that he's wearing (laughs) well to answer your question i i can't be too surprised honestly because he just seems like the type the type of guy to hold a grudge and he's not even the type of guy that would go and do it himself so kind of like a a big bitch ass if you ask me yo oh god yes i hate spandam me too all the homies hate Spandam. All the homies. All the homies hate Spandam. <laughs> yeah, he's a really bad look for uh, anyone that wants to wear a gimp mask. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Mankind wore it better. Uh-huh. Mankind wore it better. <laughs> yeah. He wore it better. Uh, yeah, I, I just love the dedication of the grudge, too. He's like, wait 20 years, send in... Like, first of all, get a promotion, become in charge of CP9... Send them all in for like a five-year undercover mission just to get the plans that you failed to get, you know, 15, 20 years ago or whatever. This is nuts. The dedication to the grudge, but also screw that guy. I mean, I can respect the dedication, but I still don't like him, which makes him a good villain, I guess, because you're not supposed to like. It makes him a good nuisance. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I don't really consider this guy to be... A vil- I mean, he is a villain, but to me, villains are, like, menacing and stuff. This guy's just kind of annoying. I would argue that he's just a minor villain, because there's no redeeming I- qualities about him at all. Right. I would argue that the actual CP9 guys, not him, are the villains, and he's just kind of, like, the annoying leader who's like, see, they're mine, and, like, I almost, I don't know. I wish they had a moment where they just turn on him, like, right now, but they won't. Probably. I'll tell you that right now, they won't. Probably not. What does CP stand yeah, for? Yeah, they man? probably I f- won't. I forgot what CP stood for. Uh, Cypher pole. Cy- what? Oh. Yeah, Cypher Cy- pole. Cypher pole. Oh, okay, that's right. 
It, well, we made a reference to it last time. It's like Interpol, right, yeah. like Poland's uh, intelligence agency mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but it's Cypher because. Because, yes. Because. Well, okay. Because. Because, because, because. So, because, fellas, because. I think... <laughs> I think that pretty much that brings us up right to the end with the have faith in Luffy moment. So I think we're, I think we're ready for final thoughts. Yep. Go ahead. Gen, who always goes. <laughs> Literally, this is this this bit's getting old. This is so much white space I have to fill in now. But <laughs> yeah. you just got to put fart sounds in all the white space. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I kind of hit on it earlier, but still, uh, I thought that this arc was pretty nice. I liked it a lot. It was, it kept my attention and all the crazy shit that was happening all at once was, was really interesting. And the, uh, the flashback that we did, like, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was concise. I'm normally not a huge fan of flashbacks in general because I think they just kind of interrupt the pace of the current story, but I didn't feel that way too terribly bad about this one. And, uh, honestly, the cliffhanger that we left off on has got me the gripping the edge of my seat. I really, really want to keep reading so I can find out what happens with Robin and Sniper King and, you know, the rest of the crew. <laughs> but the two most important characters being Robin and Sniper well, King. Well, those are the two that we left off with, so that it only makes sense that <laughs> those are the two I'm immediately concerned about. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. So my final thoughts, John, by the way, um, this is a really wordy arc. Um, I don't really like that. I don't have that much of an issue, but like at first I was like, holy shit, dude. It's like, we're reading Hunter Hunter. <laughs> um, it was, it was extremely wordy and I did have a problem with that for a little bit, but um, That's why we don't wait till the last minute. As always, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't wait till the last minute. I was done an hour before recording. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, but, and I didn't rush through it. But it was uh, good. I think it really ramped up towards the end. Um, I really wanted to see a conclusion with, uh, a conclusion with, uh, 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 yes, Robin. Um, I wanted to see a conclusion with Robin um, and actually see her come back to the crew because I'm convinced that she's going to. Uh, but I'm excited that we're getting closer and closer to dealing with the government regularly. Um, and also, yeah. for anybody that has a problem with my opinions of Usopp, they did not increase during this uh, arc. I think his dependency on the ship and his general bitchy attitude i have a big issue with it and he's still bottom tier in my category wow debatable i think now you're just doing it you're only doing it because everyone else likes him no i'm genuinely annoyed (laughs) by his character (laughs) and you know what that's okay you're allowed to have opinions you will even if they're wrong revere usopp you will revere usopp as a god by the time this is all over i guarantee so i've heard i guarantee it Nate, bring us up. What's the positive final thought you have? It doesn't have my, to be positive. Or negative. <laughs> Just positive. You know what? My negative final thought is fuck no. <laughs> fuck John. That's a good final thought. Uh, so I I have to commend Oda. I mean, 
definitely his writing is just getting better and better. This is all the time. I'm just wanting to read more and more. And also, man, Tim, you're picking these points to stop. Not not just like the end of the arc, obviously, but even the middle of the arc. I was like, holy crap! I've never wanted to read One Piece more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that sentence. Right. Um. So, I uh. Yeah, I'm I'm mega excited to see what happens over at uh, Anus Lobby. Yeah, <laughs> Anus. I gotta look up how to pronounce that because this is gonna get real. The next episode, the next One Piece episode we do, where it takes place in Annie's Lobby, uh, it's gonna get real bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, the episode's called Anus Lobby. Everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we got we got a title there, Anus Lobby. No, like I said before, it's real easy. Just type it on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't um, want to. <laughs> yeah, su- super excited. This is this is great. I'm loving how much everything is coming together. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, just wait. The next, like I said, the next arc uh, ties into this one. All the events of this arc influence the next. Clearly, that's how storytelling works. But <laughs> these are direct tie-ins. Like I said, they could all been one arc. So, uh, so yeah, that's that does it for um, that does it for this week's episode of uh, One Piece. Next week, I believe, John, you had it was your turn to pick. Actually, so what are we reading next week? Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. So we are gonna go back to Mashal. If you all remember, we loved Mashal. So I did a little bit of research, a little bit ahead of time. Uh, technically. The next arc that we're going to be reading is called the Magia Lupus arc, and technically we ran over it a little bit. So we stopped at chapter 20, I believe, last time. Yep. Um, the Magia Lupus arc goes from chapter 16 to 39, but I've looked ahead a little bit, and I think it's going to be more appropriate for us to start stop at chapter 40. So we're going to read chapters 20 through 40 of Mashal. Cool. Okay. Awesome. I'm so excited. I love I love that manga so much. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, I'm so excited hard. for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm super. I'm super loving it. Well, sweet. Yeah, join us next week for Mashal's Mashal chapters twenty through forty. Um, and you know what, John? While you're at it, tell everybody where they can find us and follow us. All right, sounds good. So if you want to join the discussion on Facebook, uh, just look us up at that uh, one time we read manga on Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube, right, Nate? Oh, yeah. Don't ask him. Right. I'm asking YouTube you. And, yeah, YouTube and Twitch. Um, what? And if you want... Wait, I thought we had a Twitch. We don't have a Twitch. No. We don't have a Twitch. Don't look us up. <laughs> We're a po- what Damn, podcast has a Twitch? Oh, wait. Hold on. Twitch. I meant to say uh, that other Chinese We app. could have a Twitch. Um, we don't have a Twitter. We do have either. a TikTok. We do have a TikTok. TikTok, that's the word. Oh, um, yeah. Whoops. All right. TikTok, that's what I meant to say. And if you want to send us an email with bitches, moans, gripes, complaints, or genuine comments and feedback. And suggestions. Uh, send it to, yeah, and suggestions. We're all about it. Um, send it to that one time we read manga at gmail.com. Boy, yes. it took, us, took us a minute, but we got there. We got there. We're always Man, there. Uh, it was. It was my idea to start just like cold calling people for the plugs, and I fucked it up. I love it. Yeah, I flipped the coin. It was between because I did Duncan last time, and then it was between you or Nate. I flipped the coin. And you came up, so that's pretty biased. Yeah, don't worry. I I 
specifically didn't look at anything because I knew you would probably do that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I was also going to fumble too, John. So just you wait, just you wait till next week, Nate. Your time is coming. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to that one time we read manga. We'll see everyone next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.